You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking loud. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, July 22nd. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And Chris has got a new microphone. <laughs> we got uh, We've only been doing this for half a decade. That's Hey, we got you set up, though. So hopefully you sound good. It sounds really, really clean from what we've discussed. So hopefully, right. that, helps well, the, uh, hopefully that helps the podcast sound better. Hopes everything, uh, or I hope everything sounds fantastic all the time anyway. But... You know, we worked on that a little bit last night. We recorded some SBR stuff. As always, you can go over to sbrpicks.com. You can go over to sportsbookreview.com. Go to their YouTube page. Our college football content will begin over there in August. So make sure you are subscribed. Check it out. You will also be able to find it on the Winning Cures Everything YouTube page. We will make sure and link all of the different content and whatnot over there. But, uh, But definitely make sure that you subscribe to their page, and that you go over to the website. Of course, sportsbookreview.com. You can find us, winningcureseverything.com, all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, over at the website, winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you're watching the show live right now, OB Matt already jumps in on YouTube. He said, what's up? Uh, If you're watching the show live, you're on Periscope, you're on Twitch, you're on YouTube, or you're on Facebook, you can comment, chat, whatever, on all of those platforms, it'll all populate right there on your screen in the bottom left-hand corner. That is the chat box. You can help drive the conversation. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button, all of those wonderful things. Let's get this thing rolling. First topic of the day, Chris. Buki Betts got paid. Yeah, yeah, he did. How's it make yeah, you did. feel? Uh, annoyed. 12 years, $365 million. While it seems like it is a massive, massive contract, it's really not in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's just long. 
Yeah, it's, a, it's a really day, long. He could have gotten thirty million a year from anybody. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and if you look at, if you go back and you look at all of the, the big extensions, right? So the previous extension record was three hundred sixty million that was signed by Mike Trout. That included a sixty five million dollars signing bonus. His overall deal was like what four hundred and thirty million dollars. I want to say. I don't. I don't remember the details of that. So, but uh, yeah, either way, a, I mean, it was a big deal. It's the biggest deal ever. Yeah, and it was a monster deal. It was massive, and this one was expected to compete with it. Uh, it it did, it did for the most part. Um, but you know, we're looking at thirty million dollars a year. You know, what is this guy going to look like when he gets to be thirty nine, forty years old? Because I mean, they're still going to be paying him. So, I am curious about it. I, I really thought that something like this might hold off until after the pandemic, after all of this stuff goes down, because we're not sure how this is going to affect revenue going forward. And yet we've seen, you know, the monster Mahomes contract. We saw this monster contract long-term, lots of money. What what do you make of this? Yeah, the sports leagues just assume that as soon as we get this, eventually we are going to get back to, uh, a normal lifestyle that looks more like what it used to look like and then what it looks like today. We assume that all markets will come back. We assume that things will continue to roll um, in our country. And with that being said, we're just going to make contracts based on those assumptions. Is it, we talked about this with the Mahomes thing. Is it a smart play to, to do these super long-term deals or is that the only way that you're going to be able to keep these guys? So it just depends. I mean, it's all about safety and security for the for the player. Here's what we can't have, all right? I don't want to look back seven years from now, virtually halfway through both of these contracts, okay? And both of these guys have way outplayed what we thought they would, all right? They, they, they've maintained the course of the trajectory that we think they're going to go on, okay? But the average player around them is now making $45 million or in the NFL, maybe $50 million. And they're in the thirties and people saying this contract is an outrage and it has to be fixed. No, 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 no. One of the, one of the reasons that we got this number today is because seven years ago we gave you a hella good number and we took the gamble that things might not be great back then. And you took the safety and security. This is this is exactly why people thought the GM of the Bulls and the management and the ownership of the Bulls were so wrong to Scotty Pippen. No, no, no. Scotty knew what he was doing when he got that contract and then bitched his entire way through it. Yeah. Okay. It as long as six, seven, eight years into this deal, we get to the back end of it, and these guys aren't crying. It's not fair to me because so many players are worse than I am getting paid more than me. That's the bed you made. I will tell you that LeBron James has figured this thing out to maximize your amount of money. Instead of taking the super max deals, which basically you make the same amount of money, you just have long term. He was signing three and four year deals everywhere he went. Or, or a lot of knows, them, a lot of one year deals. Yeah, because he knows the cap keeps going up. Cap keeps going up, so the more times I get to sign a contract, the more money I can make, and I'm basically betting on myself to not get hurt or understanding that if all I make is $120 million, the one four-year contract for $30 million apiece, that's enough to live the rest of my life on and be fine. So I'm going to keep betting on myself, and by the time that four years is up, 
Now I'm making 40 million. I get 160 for the next one. And if I can get a third one for maybe only two years, but at 50, then, then I have almost doubled what I just made. Yeah. And, and that's what these guys don't say, but they, it's, how do you walk away from $365 million? I mean, if somebody puts that in front of you and says, you have to work for me the rest of your life until you're ready to retire, but you do get to retire whenever you'd like. But, but while you're working, you can't work for anybody other than me. Here's $365 million. I'm signing the dotted line. As long as I still have, as long as I'm not handcuffed to you to where I can't retire and stop working one day, I'm just going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. So I get it. I, I just don't want these guys crying foul. And it's not really the players all the time. It's a lot of times the media. It's a lot of time the fans, you know, how is Aaron Rodgers making so much? And, 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 you know, I don't know. Jared Goff making a lot more than him. Like, I, yeah, he, he signed the deal signed, a long time ago. I can't, yeah. I, can't help, I can't help that, you know. Joe Flacco at one point in time was making a lot more money than many, many quarterbacks better than him. Oh, I, yeah, I he, was, he was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL it, for, yeah. a, for a little bit of a time there. For a brief period, but yes. And, and now, I mean, his money is not even close. It, it no. was just nothing. But at the so time, I do great. think both of these deals are going to look very team friendly on the back end. Pending these guys still have relevancy and still have something to give. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. And I'm I think you. I think that I mean Mookie has the kind of body that you think should be able to play. Now, is he going to play until he's thirty nine? Is he going to finish the contract? I don't I don't know the answer to that. Uh, okay, who knows? But he he's getting paid in the long term. Um, so. Ben jumps in on Twitch. He said, the Angels will still never make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right because <laughs> they can't afford to keep anybody else. Uh, Matt jumps in. He said, they have to give them that long-term deal to keep them during their prime. If they don't want to give them that 10-year deal, then another team will, and they'll bounce. Uh, he said, you got to suck it up for the last three years that they're not great to ensure that you've got them for the period that they are great. No, and I agree with that. That is that is the devil pain. Basically, there's going to be a window of time where they should be making 40 in, in this case. Yeah, but but they're only going to be making thirty, and you're you're hoping that you make that money back that that four year window, you're going to get that extra forty million when you're paying them forty million to do nothing at the back end of the contract because they're just not good. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're right about that. I, I do think they all work out in the end, and everybody kind of gets what they deserve and owe. The LeBron James way of doing it, I think, is. If I was a player of that kind of caliber, I would just keep betting on myself every year unless I was a player of major injury issues. But then no one's giving you a 13-year deal. Like yeah. that's the issue is if you already have signs of being an injury-prone type player, you're not getting a 13-year deal. Now the owner wants to pay you only four or five years. And I think – now haven't we talked about this – isn't this some of the holdup for Dak's contract? Doesn't Dak only want a four-year deal, and the Cowboys want to lock him up for five, six years? I I think that's it. Or I think I don't know that it it's the, the money per. Now, obviously, he has said he wants forty, and he's he hasn't come off of that one penny. But I do think the other part is is he only wants it to be a four-year deal because he wants he knows in four years. I'm I'm going to re-up, and I think I, my body type, I can play another eight years. And if I can play eight, I get two of these contracts. But that second one will be worth a hell of a lot more than the first one. I mean, realistically, could be worth $10 million a year more. Yeah, no, it, it really could. 
Uh, Buster I mean, Olney. The cap keeps going. They're not giving offensive linemen more money. Okay. The yeah. higher the cap goes, the more quarterbacks are going to make. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's just, the way it's going to work. That's just the Running way it's backs work. not all of a sudden finally going to get paid. <laughs> Buster Olney, uh, ESPN's MLB, I guess, guru, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, Mike Campion, by the way, said Dak won't sign for more. That's the holdup. The money has been close. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows at this point? Uh, Buster said he was very surprised at this because of all the front office executives in baseball, Andrew Friedman might be the most disciplined, reflexively veering around risk. He's been the blackjack player who never veers from his system, and this deal carries enormous risk given the uncertainty about baseball's financial landscape. It seemed more likely, given Friedman's discipline, that he would wait to see where the salary numbers moved and whether there would be fans in the stands in 21, but the Dodgers obviously can assume more risk than most teams, and when the numbers are this big, it's ownership's call. Uh, the prospect of Cody Bellinger and Betts playing side-by-side side is like teaming Superman and Batman. Yeah, it, it, now, the, now the negative side for the Dodgers is, is positive and negative for their books. Buster, Buster is the best beat writer in all of sports and any coverage thing. He knows these teams inside and out better than anybody. And he broke down the Dodgers virtually have no money on their books after 2022 that they can't get out of. And, and that, that a makes it to where you're basically going to build the rest of the team around him and everybody else's contract goes around him after 2022. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a lot of flexibility to the, I mean, that gives the owners the ability to do that. And, and yeah, so if they have a couple of tight years, you're also talking about the Dodgers. There's a few organizations in baseball that have deeper pockets than everyone else. And, and it's just, it's just the way it is. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Dodgers, probably the Houston Astros. That, that might be the list. I mean, I might be forgetting one or two other teams that, Sometimes are big players, but nobody is consistently year in and year out. We've got the money. We can take the risk. That's why it hurts so bad being a Sox fan. When we, the scouting department did everything right. The drafting department did everything right. They found this kid out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they said, he's going to be a star. He could be the next Ted Williams. They got him in the Fenway early and he outplayed every expectation you had and a big market team like the red this is what's supposed to happen to the white Sox. this is what's supposed to happen to the marlins okay this is what's supposed to happen to those teams not to us yeah not not to the red sox it, it's strange to see it happen for sure so it is a monster deal uh it's the biggest sports news of the day because i mean it's the day before the season starts and it kind of came out of nowhere so, yeah, it's a little bit surprising I on the timing. I think it's good for baseball because it, it kind of carries us into some positive news as the league gets started tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to see two of the best pitchers in all of baseball tow the mound and throw the rock in a game that actually matters in Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. Yeah. That, that's going to happen tomorrow night pending something just insane, catastrophic, doesn't go down. Are you, uh, You're off work tomorrow, right? I am. I mean, officially, no. I mean, I have to work. I, okay. I, I didn't know if I didn't know if you were day. taking off for. Uh, for so I always day. take off for opening day. I don't know what tomorrow day games are. I, I think tomorrow is the the big night game, and Friday is going to be the big day game. Let me look here. That's it. Yeah, I'll let you go ahead and check that out before we dive into uh, some NFL stuff. Uh, Joseph wow. Gomez said, "My Yahoo Sports 
scores app doesn't have any game slated for tomorrow at all. Other than the game tomorrow night? Oh, somehow it got on. Never mind. Somehow it got on soccer. It's like, what the <laughs> hell? Why doesn't I have the games on? Yeah, tomorrow's just the two night games. That's okay. It. So and then what it, what's, it'll be what's Friday, Friday that I will not be it'll be Friday that I will not be working. I'm gonna request that we try to do the show early tomorrow and then I'll miss all the evening games tomorrow, which I'm not happy about, but my Red Sox play in the afternoon, so I'm okay. No, they don't. Shit. They play at six thirty. There you go. That'll be part of it. But tomorrow we'll be going live at three o'clock anyway, um, because I will be back in the office. So I mean, I won't worry about tomorrow. I mean, yeah. I meant Friday. Friday, yeah, we can uh, we can still go early if you want to. We'll figure it out. Obviously, uh, with this show, we are our own bosses. We can do what we yeah. want. But to, Friday, so. Friday is the day I take off work. So ever there since they started doing the opening night, and then the next day is opening day, and they got I, baseball I, just I, all day. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't work on opening day. Hey, did you see? Uh, I'll get some stuff done in the office that morning, but but by the time game starts, I've got a cold one popped. There you go. There you go. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch any of the NBA game today? No. I mean, it's just I, exhibition. I have, I have worked all day today. I mean, taking off work next week, taking some time off, getting vacation in. No, I, I've got zero time to do anything. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. So I I saw a few of the clips on Twitter. Uh, looks fine. Sounded fine. When we when we finish up, I'll be catching highlights, and then I'll be watching it tonight. I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean that's just what. Yeah, that's what I'm about to do. No, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Joseph Gomez on YouTube said Braves with Turner Sports. Uh, Mike Campion said, "Do you think the, the Braves se- are absolutely not a big spender whatsoever? No, absolutely, they let not. guys go all the time for money issues. What they are masters at, which I don't know how they do this kind of voodoo wizardry bullshit. They get guys." like Acuna, who should be making $30, $40 million a year, and they get him to sign for an eight-year deal at $20 million. Yeah. How, how the hell that happens, I don't know. You must like it they in do Atlanta. it all the time, and it pisses me off. Well, he just wants to play in Atlanta his entire life, and let's just <laughs> get it locked up. That's horseshit. Yeah. Ben, uh, oh, Mike said, do you think these short seasons favor hitters or pitchers? Um I think it's about the same as, as I don't know usual. that it favors. I really don't know that it favors anybody. I do think it's going to be a little okay. I think it's anybody's ball game. Okay. Yeah. I think bad teams can go on a two week hot streak and, you know, win eight games in two weeks. And when you only have 60 games, that's almost a sixth of your season. You, you know, you can, you can kind of catapult yourself up there and, and get yourself in playoff contention when you probably don't deserve to be there um, under normal I, circumstances. I'll tell you, you this. I, I think that it actually favors pitchers because I think as the season goes on, uh, a lot of times hitters can figure out a pitcher the more that they've seen him. In in this situation, you don't have as many chances at the apple to see some of these guys. So I think it's going to help pitchers more. But obviously, it's it's more at times you see the pitcher that night. I don't know. I don't know that, you know. If you yeah. play against the, you know, if you play against Washington, you know, seven times as opposed to, tw- you know, 12 times, how will you see Max Scherzer more? And are you going to hit him better at the end? History hasn't shown that. Yeah. Hitters, hitters haven't put up better numbers in, you know, September and October than they put up in, you know, June and July. 
That, that's that's a valid point. That's a valid. If that point. was the case, then offensive numbers would go up at the end of the season every year, and they they just don't. And they yeah, they really don't. Uh, ben, it, on, it's pre, I mean, it's pretty even. It's pretty even. Yeah. Ben said on Twitch, uh, "That's what sucks about being an A's fan. Big teams will pick off our great young players. I'm just waiting for Matt Chapman to get stolen from us." He said the uh, the oh. Royals fell into the small market cycle. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And then uh, Joseph Gomez said, "Bowl Bowl is all I saw on basketball today." Yeah, Bowl Bowl uh, started the game. Came out, dribbled the ball, you know, all the way down the court and shot a three. You know, it, it's weird for any of us to see a seven foot three guy making threes, but yeah, it was pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Let's move on to the NFL here. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And this is interesting stuff uh, for this league. The NFL confirmed Wednesday that if fans are allowed at NFL games this season, they will have to wear masks. Now, you're not going to have any any NFL fans in the stands in Buffalo. I'm sure that New Jersey is probably going to do the same thing. They they happen to be, you know, in lockstep with New York for whatever reason. But, yeah, if, if there are fans, the NFL has said that everyone coming in has to wear masks. Brian McCarthy, the What this tells me is the NFL is still planning on having fans. Yeah, Brian McCarthy, the league's vice president of communications, tweeted today, the NFL has not announced a league-wide policy on allowing fans at games leaving it up to teams to make the decision based on local mandates. The Jets and Giants announced on Monday that there would be no fans at home games at MetLife Stadium until further notice. Uh, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy recently issued an order limiting the number of people who could attend outdoor gatherings in the state to only 50. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Raiders owner Mark Davis said he's leaning towards not having fans attend in Las Vegas. The Rams announced that SoFi Stadium will be at limited or no capacity. Philadelphia City officials last week announced no fans will be allowed in the stands during Eagles games. Uh, but a day later, the mayor's office clarified the city's position, offered a sliver of hope that fans could be in the stands at some point this season. The Falcons detail plans Wednesday for hosting between ten and 20,000 fans. The Steelers have said they will require masks if fans are allowed at Heinz Field this year. So it, most teams are are wanting to have fans. Um, yep. <laughs> Matt said, I'd be, I'd be embarrassed to be a Bills fan anyway. Uh, and then he said, okay, so which fans were going to have the most creative masks? Uh, New Orleans? That's my guess. I mean, New Orleans always has crazy stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure every fan base will do something. And a lot of it depends on what your mascot lends you creativity with. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, New Orleans fans were are used to wearing masks in the old days. They, they were just paper bags over people's faces. But they, <laughs> that's... I mean, yeah, that, that was they're accustomed to this from previous life before Sean Payton Drew Brees. You are correct about that. Joseph Gomez said New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York are all on one train. You still can't go into any stores in those states without a mask. Well, to be fair, you can't go into a store in our county right now or in the city of Memphis without a mask either. So they are 
they're getting locked in on this thing. Look, I'm not upset about the mask. Let, let, me, a, let me go to yeah. these places. Look, do you want a blood sample before I go in and after I come out? Whatever whatever I have to give, I just want to be able to go into the building. That's all. Yeah, that's a really... So, we don't like to discuss politics, but I'm, I am so curious, and maybe you can help explain it to me, why it is such a big issue about wearing a mask. My wife and I were talking about this today. Like, what the hell does it hurt? I, so maybe I'm I understand crazy. they're not comfortable. I wear them a lot when I go out, and, yeah. and and so they're not they're not fun to wear. Um, the the issue that people need to it's so if we're gonna get into politics, the problem is is the opposite sides are fighting for the exact opposite thing that they were just fighting about three four years ago. Okay, a private a private facility can refuse service to anybody for any reason. Yeah. So if you agree that that's okay, then then the people who said you can't force the guy to make a gay cake now is saying you can't force me to wear a mask. Well, yeah, he can throw them out and he can throw you out. All right? And the people on the other side said, no, 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 no. no. We have to make him make that cake. And also, we have to make him throw those people out. I believe, this is my opinion, that the owners of these private buildings can do whatever the hell they want with their private buildings as long as they are not refusing service to people due to the color of their skin, whatever, all this stuff. And it's not that he wouldn't sell the gay people anything. He just wouldn't make them a specific cake that they wanted, a yeah. custom thing. He, they could buy anything stock that's on the shelf for everybody. He just wouldn't make them a custom thing. That's okay. That's, that's, that's passable by all all the laws that we have to protect people from their rights and, and freedoms. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't understand the fight. I don't like it. I bitch about it. That's fine. Okay. But I still do it. There's a lot of things I bitch, I bitch about having a weed eat. I, I still, I still got to do it. Still my wife's still going to yeah. make me cut that grass. <laughs> like jo- hey, Joseph Gomez. Enjoy it. It's Joseph 90 Gomez. degrees, 110 degree heat index. I'm yeah. breathing water outside. Okay. Joseph Gomez jumped in on, on YouTube. He said two words, blame Trump. The GOP said, okay, not wear a mask, and now they're on the mask train. Look, I don't care when they got on the mask train. The fact that they they're, are they're on here. the train well, now. What do we like, say right now? What do we say all the time? Listen, I'm, we have too many fights that we're fighting in this country. Once once you're on board with something I agree with, I don't I don't need to keep fighting about it anymore. Yeah, That's, all right. at that point we're, we're done. On, let's go forward. Let's fight about something else because we got too much shit to deal with to keep fighting about something that we are now in agreement on. Uh, Matt jumped in. He said, it's been the flipping and flopping by government officials. They said masks wouldn't help, and then they said they would. Yeah, yeah that, that definitely hurt things. But at the same time, I don't understand people's mindset of masks are the worst <laughs> thing ever, and it's a, it's a violation of my freedom. Like. So the violation of freedom thing, you're getting to when the state begins to mandate and create laws from nothing without proper legislation. All right, the libertarian me is coming out and saying, I don't I don't like the state doing things. I like the state making recommendations to private businesses, but and the state can control the state things, all right? Like I'm shutting down the city park. So I'm not worried about if you wear a mask there or not because it's closed. Um, you know, those types of things. I, I don't like the state finding people. And here's the reason why the only reason they're finding people is strictly because, because people are staying home more, they're not on the roads and they're not able to harass taxpayers and get money for speeding tickets and rolling through stop signs. 
and rolling through red lights. And so now they have to harass people and generate money for the state. There you go. So that now you, the, you, you've exposed me for being the, <laughs> the anti-government libertarian that I am. I don't like the man. I haven't liked the man for a long time. I can understand. I can understand. Carlos Gomez, uh, Gomez said, what's up, guys? Yeah, whatever it takes for us to be able to enter the stadiums, we will take it as long as we can watch yeah. football. Matt said, uh, it's bad when you fart, then it gets caught in a mask. That thing freaking lingers in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I would say, so there was one country that was like, and it might've been Korea, it's some, some country that d- has just like nothing but public transit. And they were encouraging people to, um, instead of like shaming folks into wearing a mask, that's not good neighborly thing to do. They were telling people just stop bathing for a while because then people will put the mask on because of the funk. And, I, and I will tell you, as a guy that has to, has to, for my job, frequent places like Home Depot and Lowe's often, and I go into the facilities, and it stinks like ass, the mask is actually pretty helpful in there. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I can believe it. Not as, I don't want to vomit the entire time I'm trying to take a leak. So, there we go. <laughs> Carlos said, uh, having to wear some masks representing your teams isn't even bad. Matt said, masks are just the new way the government can give us the vaccines and then hide little microphones in them to listen to us. Like, no, man, that's been going on forever. That that would be, that's your cell phone, man. <laughs> that's all that is. All right, let's uh, let's move right. on from there. Let's talk some more Major League Baseball for just well, a Well, hang on, bit. we didn't even talk about how they're going to oh, clean the, the facilities. Yeah, stadium drones. Let's talk about the stadium drones. There's a company called Arena Fog. <laughs> And they make a drone that can disinfect entire NFL stadiums, 100,000 seat stadiums in three hours. Yeah. Like a fog with like this disinfected mist. And because it's a fog, it like it gets in all the nooks and crannies. It gets like on the seat, under the seat, everywhere. Now, hold on, hold on. So we're getting closer and closer to being able to have people in public places if we can just get them all out. Spray it down and get them all back in. Let's see. You sent me. So Arena Fog was the name of the one that you sent me. Yeah, Arena Fog is the name of the company that I found that was that that has this drone that can specifically clean them in three hours. Okay. They said okay. they can clean an, an NFL arena in three hours, and they're safe enough to use indoors as well. All right, Arias Fog. That's okay. Arias. I'm sorry, Arias. Yeah, Arias Fog. Okay, I was looking at the one from May that was Eagle Hawk. So and and apparently there are other companies that are overseas. Like India has yep. set it up to where they are. <laughs> Matt said now they're going to give us the vaccines with that drone that's going to crop dust us. Yeah, <laughs> probably the crop dust some people here. I well, no, do in think India is probably crop dust some people in India. That's what they are. That's yep. what they're setting up. Is they're just like they're sending out disinfectant and whatnot over public places, right? So they're telling everybody to stay home. But then they go out, they disinfect and whatever, and then people can actually go out and they're they're doing it in certain hot spots in the yeah. in the country. So So if you were to if you were to close down New York for a couple of hours every day, like like it was a shutdown, and then you just fly these things over Manhattan, like you fly them over acres and acres of farmland in Mississippi, just just dust the whole place, and then everybody can come back out and go back to work. Yeah. Uh Ben said, wouldn't it just blow away? Not necessarily. No, Not the way a, that this a, is I mean, it's a disinfectant fog. It's a mist. Yeah. uh, No, it's not going to blow away, especially not in a stadium. 
you know, now obviously you're doing it out in public or whatever, that might be a little different, but you can kind of control things a little bit inside of a stadium. So, and and definitely inside of an arena because there's no breeze. There's well, no yeah, there's there. no breeze in the arena. The fact that it's safe to use indoors, that's awesome. Ben said, uh, ben said drone target practice. <laughs> Don't shoot these drones down. That's how I'm going to get in the NFL games. There you go. We got to leave these things rocking and rolling. All right, so with that said, now let's go ahead and discuss some more Major League Baseball. The Tampa, uh, not Tampa, the Toronto Blue Jays are homeless, basically, again. So this, this is the weirdest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, and it's been going on for a little while. So the Canadian government denied the team's request for approval to play games in Rogers Center uh, due to concerns over the teams crossing the border amid the pandemic. So after that, and this that was just done last week, after that, the club was granted approval to play a majority of their home games at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, and then the plan was rejected today by the Pennsylvania State Government and the Pennsylvania Department of Health, according to the Athletics' Ken Rosenthal. Uh, the statement said, To add travelers to this region for any reason, including for professional sports events, risks residents, visitors, and members of both teams, the Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, said in a statement to the AP. So, I am incredibly confused here because they were going to be using PNC Park in Pittsburgh along with the Pirates. And yet, there's nothing about the Pirates not no, being Pirates able are to... going to be able to play. Yeah, uh, by the way, Ben said, don't they have a spring training facility? Yeah, it's down in Florida, but they don't want to play... They want to play in a, a major league stadium. Everybody else is yeah. playing in a major league stadium. The players want to play in a stadium, and I get that. Well, you know, the dugouts, the, the training facilities, everything's better. They've got a AAA team in, in Buffalo yeah. that they you know they could go play in, but... They, well, the state of New York is going to approve... Well, I guess if New York's approved the Yankees and the Mets, they'd have yeah. to approve them. They yeah, they would approve them as them well. So... That's the thing. Uh, Joseph Gomez said, are we going a little Stephen King with the fog and sirens going off before you get consumed by it? If these drones have 20-foot legs, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> no legs. They just fly. It's just these little I'm bitty things. I was about to say, the, the flying would scare me way more than 20-foot legs. I can take a leg out. Once it's in the air, you you just can't do nothing with that. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, so here's what Buster Olney said. Uh, he said the Blue Jays will continue exploring other options, including traveling to the city of each scheduled opponent and playing as the home team. Yep. That would not just not having suck. a playing every game on the road, which means you're living in a hotel for the rest of the year. I mean, all 60 games. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure that some players are doing that really anyway. But true. Man, that has got to suck. I mean, that's got to be all. I, I don't know, man. I bet almost every player has an apartment or something. Like, Terry Francona doesn't live in Cleveland, but he has an apartment downtown Cleveland. Yeah. He, no, can, he can walk to the stadium. So, like, he has a home there. He has a place that he can go to his bed every night. But in this situation, you ain't ever going home. No, you're never going home. Which, golly. I mean, think, I just, think about the laundry. I, I, don't, think I, don't, about, I, I, I think the, the state of Pennsylvania is being ridiculous. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, the, the Pirates are already using PNC Park. They're already bringing people in. Yeah. Like, what exactly would be the difference? And it's not like these guys are going to be out and about in the city, no. they're they're going no. from their hotel to the. We've talked about how they're already kind of in a bubble anyway. You go yes. from the hotel to the ballpark, back to the hotel, hotel ballpark, back to the hotel, and then you fly to the next place. Like I don't a understand what the problem. A private charter. I don't understand what the issue is. 
Yeah, I don't I don't either. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me, but you know, neither here nor there. It's just uh, it Toronto messed them up pretty bad because originally they approved it. Everybody made plans for them to just play in Toronto. Toronto understood the teams flying in would virtually do that. They would be in a bubble. They're going to fly over. They're going to land their private charter. They're going to hop on a private charter bus. They're going to go straight to the hotel. The hotel and the baseball team, uh, the facility is actually connected in Toronto. So they just stay on the facilities, play their game, go back to the hotel, sleep, go back to the charter, get the hell out. No big deal. And, and never step foot on Canadian soil outside of transit and, and, uh, and, and the, the baseball facilities. Yeah. And then the last minute they said, Nope, we don't want it. We're not doing it. And now Toronto's scattering. And then Pennsylvania said, Nope, we don't want it. We're not doing it. And I just don't understand the reason. I don't either. I'm okay with being cautious. I'm okay with being safe at some point in time. I think you're just being a dick at some point in time. I think you're just, you like to have power over others and you like to Lord that power. I just think at some point in time, we just really like telling other people what to do. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you're right. So because I can't think of a scientific reason why this is going to endanger people. Oh, I have, there's no reason there's, I mean, there's no real pirates are going to be there playing the team that they play already. I mean, I guess you so could say that they might. instead of 30 home games for the Pirates, you're now going to basically have 60 home games for the Pirates. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's it. It doesn't make any sense. Joseph Gomez said, uh, we call those the side piece spots. Two-bedroom condo near the stadium and bars. No baby mama drama. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh, it was reported, by the way, the club had initially looked into playing their home games at the AAA affiliate ballpark in Buffalo uh, or their spring training ballpark in Dunedin, Florida. Uh, and Camden Yards, home of the Orioles in Baltimore, Maryland. There were concerns over ballpark adjustments that would be necessary in Buffalo and Florida. Um, yeah. And then uh, with that, I mean, the Blue Jays are set to start the season at Tampa on Friday night. And Toronto's first home game is scheduled for July 29th. In the league's new geographically-based schedule for this season, teams will not venture outside of their regions in an effort to contain extra exposure to COVID-19. So... <sighs> I mean, who knows what's going to happen here? Uh, but it is incredibly interesting, and it's got to suck for those guys. Now, and I'll tell oh. you what's probably going to happen: they're gonna they're going to probably just do the the visiting thing the way they're going to do it, and then at some point in time, the restrictions are going to lighten up as this thing goes on and runs its course. The restrictions are going to lighten up. You might be right, and then what? Toronto approves them at that point, and then then and then Toronto approves them to come back. I mean, we shall see. I mean, if they had them approved up until last week, then at some point in time, we got to assume that things are going to get better and they're going to approve them again. Yeah, yeah, I think you're. I think you're probably right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on. We'll close out the show discussing a little college football here. The SEC, ACC, and Big Twelve are considering a plus one scheduling model with a shortened 2020 season becoming an inve- uh, inevitability. This is Dennis Dodd over at CBS Sports. We talked yesterday about the ACC discussing the pod format uh, and how they would have three five-team pods and everybody plays each other twice, and then you toss on the one non-conference game. Well, this is discussing the one non-conference game for all of those leagues, right? So basically, a conference schedule. So in the SEC, an eight-game schedule plus the one non-conference game. 
And that would be a deal between the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC. Now, the reason it was brought up at all, Gary Stoken, who is the president and CEO of the Peach Bowl, uh, he was put in this position. He is in desperation mode with the coronavirus potentially impacting all three of his Chick-fil-A kickoff games, um, which college football is is trying to figure out how to play its 2020 season anyway. But he wants to make sure his three games still work. He's got Georgia, Virginia. He's got West Virginia and Florida State. And he's got uh, Auburn and North Carolina in the second weekend. Now, Auburn, North Carolina, probably still going to go on, right? Like, that, that's the one that would still happen because those guys don't have any other P5 non-conference games on their schedule. There is no out-of-state, or not out-of-state, but out-of-conference in-state rival for those teams. Now, Florida State, they would have to play Florida. So, the West Virginia game is gone. Virginia, that game against Georgia is gone. And Virginia and West Virginia would probably take the place of one of those games if it comes down to it. But he brought this up to these conferences as, hey, why don't you do a plus one method? And now they're all looking into it. They've all taken it under consideration. I'm, we, we've talked about this before, about why conference only works the best. And, and one, it's testing. Two, it's scheduling. You don't have to worry about anybody else's schedule. You can be flexible with whatever. If a team has to sit out for a week, there's no forfeiture. There's no whatever. A team is out, and the schedule changes. So, hey, Alabama's out this week. Auburn, you've got to play Vanderbilt or South Carolina or whoever. You can set it up so that the teams that are healthy in one week can actually get in and play that weekend. So you will have games to fulfill your inventory for these television networks. I don't understand why a plus one is the focus of the season. What is so important about these games this year that you have to play them? Chris, do you have any idea? I have no idea. (laughs) I just don't have any idea. I think they're fighting a fight that's stupid. Okay? There are fights that need to be fought right now. Okay? We have things that we need to do. We need to try to get sports back and going. I think college football needs to try like hell to get going with fans, without fans, whatever. They need to get games played and and get this thing started back. I think that's important. Uh, I think this is stupid. Yeah. State 82, but or excuse me, State 88 on YouTube says, conference only kills independents like Liberty, BYU, and Army. Look, this is not setting it up to where they would play independents or G5 schools or whatever. They are setting up between the Big 12 ACC and the SEC, and it would be one non-conference opponent each from those conferences. So those independent, those independent schools are going to be responsible for filling their schedule. Yes, okay? whether that it's was, FCS that schools. That was their choice to be independent. Nobody forced them to be independent. Nobody kicked them out of a conference. Yeah, right? BYU decided they were going to be. Uh, they were not going to be a Mountain West member. Uh, Army, yeah. and I'm certain, I'm a hundred percent certain that they could put together a schedule of something. They might not get eight games in, but remember last year, even Liberty was stuck playing the same team twice just to try to get yeah. twelve games in. And they could do the same thing with the independents. If you take out Notre Dame, you've still got five independents 
you can yeah. all play each other and make an eight-game schedule and play That's each other right. home and home. E- even if you can't get anybody else to let you in and to play them, but the G5s haven't made any of these decisions. So you yeah. could probably find a regional G5 pretty easily. Uh, ben said, didn't I New Mexico... I don't understand the purpose. I don't get the... I don't get the reason why they're making this more complicated than it needs to be. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me jump on this. Uh, State 88 said, actually, no, Liberty spent $24 million to be in a conference and was rejected by both the Sun Belt and Conference USA. Uh, they they just became FBS a few years ago. So Yeah, uh, I would say they're a bad and, example to, to most of that. But and then yeah, ben, yeah. ben jumped in and said, didn't uh, New Mexico State get kicked out of the Sun Belt? Yes, they did. I mean, that, that, that travel out there was absolutely absurd. So, no, not all of them choose to be independent, but they do choose to remain in FBS and find a way to make their schedules work. You can still make it work as an independent. I mean, there are plenty of independents. If their schedules get completely wrecked, then okay. Like Then you find a way, you just do home and homes, and you find a way to make it work. And that's what the ACC is talking about doing anyway. The ACC, with their pod scheduling, is going to make it where you play the same four teams two times each. So that would be yeah. eight games. Which I also think is dumb, it, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I mean, we, we discussed that yesterday's show, so if you want to go back and download that podcast, do so. I Joseph, just think these commissioners are morons. Uh, Joseph Gomez said it's all about the money. They want that TV money and the money for showing up. And, and that's what I was curious about is, is there a clause in their TV contracts about these non-conference games that pays more? Or... I was say I did, I thought they had a TV deals already set in place, and I I didn't know that the inventory got them more money. At, who knows? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, obviously, you would get paid more if I'll you have nine this, games as get, opposed to eight. If you get Auburn, North Carolina, and somehow it cocks up getting Auburn, LSU, or Auburn, Bama, or Auburn, Georgia, then then people are going to be pissed and heads need to roll. Yeah. Uh, it's State 88, like by the way. People need to lose their job State 88 said, fair enough, I was just bummed that Liberty could lose three ACC games. Granted, they could recover with BYU and Army. Uh, would players transfer out from independence? No, I don't I don't think you're going to have that problem this year with independence. I it's mean, a, you're, you're not going to have that problem anywhere. Deal. Yeah, it's just a one-year issue, and it's not just them. It's G5 schools that need that money. It's FCS schools that, that are looking for that money as well. At, yes, the buy games that you go into where you're expecting to lose, but you get paid a million plus, like obviously losing that hurts your athletic department budget. That but, money's gone. But it's gone. That's that's not happening this year. Like it's and and no, they haven't officially announced it yet. But man, there is I, there's just no way the Mac. That's not the happening. Mac, the Mac conference lost almost twenty five million dollars from the Big Ten yeah. this year because they went conference only and canceled all of their their matchups. Like. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. At this point, we're just trying to get any kind of a season in that we can. So, yeah, it sucks. They're making this way harder than it needs to for no reason. I just want to know the logical reasoning. I I have no idea. I mean, I I, I can't find any particular reason why they would need to play these games. Like, I understand. ESPN already has a deal with the SEC, right? Yeah, I mean they've got is to the deal SEC with every getting more money because LSU's going to play Texas. I don't because think I so. think they've already got a deal. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think you get a bonus. I don't think they're going out kickers here. Well, I I think obviously the more games you play, the better, right? Like I said, if if you play okay. ten games as opposed to eight games, you're going to get paid more. If if but, you get through an eight game schedule, 
and nobody's sick or a nine game schedule and in conference and nobody's sick and everything went swimmingly. And we did nine weeks in 10 games, nine games, sorry, in 10 weeks. Okay. Then I got no problem with saying, pick up the phone, call another conference commissioners like, Hey, in about two, three weeks, everything seems to be going good. Y'all want to start scheduling some of these games that we had already previously scheduled and getting to 12. That's gravy. Nobody's going to be upset with that. You don't have to dictate you're going to do that now, though. Give yourself some flexibility. Number one rule in problem solving, but number one rule in problem solving is, is never throw out a bad idea. Okay. Just just if it's bad, work workshop through it. Sometimes bad ideas turn into good ideas. Number two of problem solving is don't hamstring yourself with rules. Just just don't self-impose things that make the problem even harder. Well, we have to appease this person. Oh, why do we have to do it? If we can cut off appeasing that person and fix the problem, I think that person is going to be happy. So let's, let's figure it out. Just don't make it harder than it needs to be. I mean, if you're in a situation, if you're Florida State or Florida, I think at this point you would be happy with any kind of season you can get, and it doesn't require playing your in-state rival. 100%. It just doesn't. You know, you're not you in the same conference. want to play that game. Those seniors want to play that game. I fully understand that. I get it. I'm really sorry. A lot of seniors lost out on a lot of things. Go go ask the seniors that lost out on the NCAA tournament how it feels to lose out on something you really want to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, you just missed one game, a big rivalry game at the end of the year that doesn't matter to either of your conference records on if you get to play in a conference championship or not. Yeah. Yeah. You can go shove it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, State 88 said, I guess I should be happy. BYU already lost five games. If Liberty gets Notre Dame, I would be in heaven, LOL. They're not it, getting Notre Dame. They're, they're not Notre getting Notre Dame. Notre Dame's getting lumped in with the ACC. Here's, uh, here's the deal. Uh, one Big 12 AD said, I think that's a real possibility. We're much more likely to be a conference plus one Power 5 opponent than we are to be facing a group of five non-conference opponent. Um, he said, if we get to the point where the doctors say you've got two wheels off the train track and you're looking like you're going to have a wreck, then we're going to listen to him. A, uh, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said, basically that means perhaps the Big 12 is waiting until early August when the players are actually practicing. He said, when we put helmet and pads on, I think that gives you the best look at what the season is going to look like. I, yeah, I mean, the SEC and the ACC are going to announce next week. Um, Mac Brown said, you hear 8 plus 1, you hear 10 plus 1. He said, I don't have any idea what I'm doing with the schedule. I'm going to play what Bubba tells me. Bubba Cunningham is the AD. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the Big Twelve is is nine conference games. They play a true round robin, so theirs would That's be right. a nine plus one. The SEC and ACC play an eight game conference schedule. Those would be an eight plus one. They need to all get to nine too. Yeah, I, I just think we need to get to nine, and then if you get to nine in ten weeks, everybody gets a bye week. You get to nine in ten weeks, you have no problems. At about week six, week seven, you start picking up the phone, you start calling all these other ads and saying, "Hey, who's got flexibility?" We're through our schedule. We still got four more weeks of football. Let's go. Yeah, then you can make it work. But right now, I think but you now should if, be if focused catastrophe on catastrophe hits and you miss out on a big game, but you played this meaningless bullshit game. At what point in time do you regret playing the bullshit game? Yeah, Auburn George has been playing for over a hundred years. You're going to possibly lose that track record because you want to keep this contract with North Carolina. 
that nobody cares about? Come on. What are we doing? No, I'm, I'm with you. Which, uh, by the way, some Power 5 conferences have already looked at extending the window for playing games to 16 weeks from August 29th, week zero. Well, yeah, because we to, end at just some weird arbitrary date anyway because they get the bowl started so early. Yeah, like, it says... Why, uh, why can we not play into December? It says they would play into conference championship games on December 19th. Uh, yeah. The scheduled date... Uh, for the conference championship game, I, I'm telling 5th. you, I would if I was a conference commissioner right now, I would do. I've told you, I'd scrap the schedule. We're gonna play nine or ten conference games, whatever I can get everybody to agree to, and nine's the minimum. And I'm gonna give you four weeks of your schedule, and then every two weeks, I'm gonna give you two more weeks of your schedule, and we're gonna build this thing out. And if somebody's got to come off the books for two weeks because of COVID or whatever and quarantine and in a bad situation, then we're just gonna pull them and put them back in. And I've got flexibility to do that. And if we got to play until December 25th, that's fine. We're going to play on Christmas Day. We'll get that championship in. Yeah. We'll, they're, they'll why, would you, why are you putting a solid end date on this thing when you don't know what the end's going to look like? Uh, why are a, you giving yourself rules that don't matter today? State 88 said, I, I'm going to die, I think, if Liberty has to play New Mexico State twice again. Good discussion, guys. I just hope that for the sake of the players, they can play 12 games, period. Ben jumped in on Periscope and said, it might be four times this year. <laughs> they may have to play them four times. Uh, no, they, if they, I they, hope all not. the independents like, will play each other at least twice, that would get them eight. Yeah, that, that would get eight. Three times will get them 12, so. Yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty crazy. Hey, who does not want New Mexico State on the schedule three times? That's what I'm saying. I understand that it uh, it would suck as far as, like, seeing a good competitive game, but, I mean, come on, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like hey, you, you get football. We're we're burying the lead here. Do we have a Liberty fan following us right now? Uh, apparently so. Yes, I did, think we did that do. happen. I, I, think, know, I didn't know. I didn't know that happened. I think we have a Liberty fan, and I'm all right with that. I'm no, going no, with I'm it. Not gonna. It's just shocking. It's it's definitely that. I, I did not expect that to hop in, but uh, I'm down with it. Uh, Joseph Gomez jumped in on YouTube. Said, "If you're watching Liberty football, I'm praying for you anyway." So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way it goes, right? So, look, we hey, I made a lot of money on Liberty. master the art of the coach can coach from the booth. Uh, you got that right. Oh, Hugh Freeze coached from a dentist chair I, last year in the booth for I like made, a month. I made quite a bit of money on Liberty last year. Yeah. And and against Liberty. So, you know, it is what it is. Nah, stay away from it. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. That is, uh, is going to wrap up the show, of course. Let's get out of here. Head over to winningcureseverything.com. That is our... Our website, all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms are over there. You can make sure that you subscribe. If you like the video, share the show out. Make sure that you click that little thumbs up button and tell everybody you know that you enjoyed it. Of course, word of mouth is the best way to advertise for us. Uh, State 88 said, yes, Liberty fan. I loved your season preview of them last year, as well as their bowl game against Georgia Southern. Chris was much more pro-freeze. Look, were you pro-freeze last year? I'm always pro freeze. I, I think I pro freeze is a hell of a coach. He's definitely a hell of a coach. I, I do like to uh, have a little fun at his expense, but that does not mean I don't think he is a good coach. He is definitely. I don't, I don't know a good that coach. he's done anything worthy of mocking. To be honest, I mean, I just no. you know, no, of course, having not. a having a hooker on your cell phone. Yeah, that, that who, that, who that of us has not had that? nothing at all. <laughs> Getting caught with it, kind of funny, but okay. Definitely, definitely funny. But either way. Yeah, I, I think he's a really good coach. I think he's a really, really good coach. Yes, I, I think Liberty is in a better position for having him on their on their sideline than, you know, anybody else, Turner Gill included. So, 
With that said, again, wrapping up the show, winningcureseverything.com is the website. All of our college football coverage starting in August will be over on Sportsbook Review's YouTube page. Go to sportsbookreview.com. Go to sbrpicks.com. We will have a ton of information, a ton of coverage over there. We're going to talk all the news and notes. We're going to preview all the teams and whatnot once we have some schedules, once we figure out exactly what the hell everybody's going to do. But go over there, sportsbookreview.com. Check it out and, uh, and tell them we sent you, of course. With that said... That's going to wrap up today's show. You guys, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Leave a nice five-star review, if you would. That helps us out on Apple Podcasts big time. You guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.